Hello, hello, and welcome back to Being a Has Never, the podcast about someone trying to break into the film industry. I'm your host, Juan, and as always, thank you so much for tuning in. So before I continue on with this episode, let's kind of take a quick corrective corner detour, if you will. Last episode, what had happened was I was talking about moving to L.A., making the big financial plan, making the big career jump. But basically what I said was, if you're not ready to move to L.A., then don't fucking go. Listening back to it, I realized mm, that did kind of come off a little bitchy. I wasn't trying to necessarily like scare you or scare people in a way to say like, well, don't come. It's just don't come, don't come. When I say if you're not 100% sure on not just moving to L.A., but like to San Francisco or to New York or out of the country, if there's some sort of doubt, take the time to reel in that little ducky. Figure out why are you feeling somewhat nervous. Figure out what is making you feel hesitant. That's kind of what I wanted to reemphasize in a more encouraging way instead of just saying don't fucking come to L.A. It's really make sure that last duck, that confidence you have in yourself to take the jump is there. And if that means, you know, maybe waiting like two more weeks or maybe waiting a little bit longer than you expected, then do that. Just get that confidence in and get that little ducky back in the row. Can you guys believe it is episode 10 of season one? Oh my God, I cannot believe I've done 10 episodes for you guys. How exciting. How how crazy is it to know that I've done... I've committed to a whole season for a podcast. Holy shit, actually. Go, good for me. Good for me. But <laughs> so for today's podcast question, this is mostly for the film folks. These are for the students who went to film school, who got a degree, who got a certification. You know, the people that did the whole gigorama with me and spent $10,000 plus on a piece of paper. Would you go back to film school? And would there be anything you would like to change about it? I will own up and say I have jokingly, or at least half seriously, said I wasted $10,000 for a piece of paper. Because we all know a film degree is a creative arts degree. It's not part of the STEAM program where it's like science, tech, economics, arithmetic, math. You know, It's not one of those like heavy science degrees where you actually need to go to school for. But it is beneficial. I will say if you are trying to get into the film industry, I personally think a film degree is worth it. The one thing about film school, you guys, is that you have the benefits and the opportunity to learn, to make mistakes, to get messy, to learn how to navigate, to know how to network. The benefits of that is it's a controlled learning environment, if that makes sense. It's not like we're, in my experience, I've learned the hard ways about how to network with people, understanding how to get money to make a film project, understand what happens when you don't follow up on emails. At least in the school environment, you're able to learn all of that and still get a passing grade and still get a degree at the end of it. Because if you do that in the real world, bitch, you could be out $10,000 in credit card debt. Thank God that hasn't happened to me. But still, there are situations where filmmakers have lost a lot of money because they had to learn the hard way. I mean, aside from also having the great learning environment, I made some really cool, amazing friendships and connections. In fact, Lupe and Annette, 
the two besties I mentioned on my podcast, I still keep in touch with them. And it's really cool just to see how much we've grown since we've graduated. Plus, you know, I get to meet some of these really cool, amazing actors from school and to check in on them and see what they're doing. And really, too, I think that was the big benefit was learning how to network and how to connect with people. Because then now I have some really cool friendships I've made and some really fun, awesome memories with these folks. So do I regret going? Absolutely not. I made some really cool, fun times. There are a few things, though, I would like to change. First things first is I felt I should not have gone in with just a get the good grade and the degree mentality. Now, it's great to get the A's. It's great to get the passing grades, pass all your tests, turn in all your essays, turn in all your film projects, get the good grade, and pass all your classes. I mean, duh, that's the whole reason why we're going to college is so that we can pass our classes and get our degree. But I feel like I lost that creative touch. I remember looking back at Gavlin College now as I was having a lot of fun. It was all this raw energy that I was like, I'm going to go and just go create stuff see what happens, and just have fun with it. When I got to Cal State Monterey Bay, I kind of lost that a little bit. I felt I should have just gotten a little bit more messier because, as I said, we're in a controlled learning environment, and it's okay to make those mistakes, and it's okay to kind of, like, fumble and trip all over yourselves. I felt because I was too focused on getting the perfect A, getting good grades, and just getting my degree because it's near the end— I forgot to have fun in film. And I think that was the big benefit of having a creative arts degree is that you have the energy to go have fun, to go try new things, to go and experiment. And that's why I feel if we're going to go into the creative arts area, don't be afraid to have some fun. And it's not always to just get the perfect grade, always get 100%. It's great to pass your classes. It really is important to pass your classes But if you get the chance to just write some crazy kooky story that doesn't quite make any sense, but you're trying to experiment, try different elements, do it. Have fun with it. Dabble into that creativity because then you'll probably figure out what's your style. Because then worst case, you get a good grade, the story doesn't quite make sense, but at least you got the opportunity to experiment and you can take what you learn and put it in your next assignment. So have fun. Get a little messy with it. It's also reminding me on why I was so focused on getting the good grades. I was trying to have uncrackable art. What I mean by uncrackable art? I didn't want to go in showing the mess. I wanted to show a flow. I wanted to show like the story makes sense. Even though it's simple, it has a flow. The cinematography adds to it. The sound adds to it. As I said on this podcast, when I got to Cal State Monterey Bay, I had two big failures or at least two big learning lessons. I had a former film business that didn't quite go anywhere. And I also had an indie feature that just crapped out on itself. And I wanted to go into Cal State Monterey Bay knowing that, like, I can put my mind to something and accomplish it and I can see it through the end. And I felt with these two learning lessons It put a crack in my confidence because these two big things, they didn't go through all the way. They died and I was over here thinking like, am I a really good filmmaker? So that's why I really just didn't get messy. I wanted to come in showing that like I have this perfection. I am working with what I have. You guys can't say shit about anything I do. 
And that's why I really would say get messy. I really encourage the messy because at the end of the day, we're all students. We don't know shit about shit. We can hella get away with saying, oh, the camera's shaky and grainy because it adds to the jaded of feeling. Or, yeah, the lighting is so dark and somber because I wanted to show how, like, inside this person has no light. Trust me, I've used that bullshit excuse for all of my projects because the quality was not the best. <laughs> but don't do what I did and have this mentality that I don't want to learn some more. Go in with the open thought. Go in with thinking, there's more I can try. There's more I can experiment with. There's more ways for me to grow and that I don't have to be 100% perfect when it comes to all my class assignments. Now, speaking of the assignments, another big thing I wish I would change is the half-assed rushed projects. As I said on this podcast, we get a lot of film assignments. Depending on the classes you take on the semester, you may have like three editing projects. You may have like two sound projects. You may have a script you have to write. You have to write an essay. You have to watch this film. Like you get a lot to do because you're studying film, right? The problem is though, I remember there were a few projects that definitely were half-assed or hella rushed. In fact, I think there was this one project I did on the 13th hour. Not the 11th, I mean legit the day of kind of bullshit. And I still got a good grade on it, but... <laughs> oh my god. I just wish, though, I wouldn't have, like, rushed so much. And I wish I had better time management. I'm looking back, right? And there's definitely some old projects that I thought, oh, this was cute. This is a cute little moment. But it's stuff that I don't necessarily want to share with people because I see how rushed it was. And I feel like that kind of added more to the insecurity of how, like, am I a really good filmmaker? Because look at all these half-assed rush projects I have. It's great to show that you can do a project on a short amount of time. That's a real fun challenge I know a lot of people like to do. But I felt like <sighs> there could have been more. I feel like if I would have just spent a little bit more time on a few scripts, maybe spent a little bit more time on the shot list... I felt like I could have had a really cool reel to share with you guys. You know, you can't change the past. So I feel now with doing all these half-assed projects or the ones you do the day of, it's taught me to do better time management. It's taught me to like take the time with this project, maybe spend an extra week on it just to make sure that it's ready. Spend a little bit more time on doing some more creative shots. Spend a little bit more time on the story. Just do better time management. Like, if you can't take on another project, don't take on another project if you don't have the time. You don't want to bite off more than you can chew. Trust me, I've learned that. Most likely, it's just give some equal time to all the projects. Yes, finish the projects that are due before the other ones, but have better time management is what I would tell myself. Take a few more minutes on this project, and then give the same amount of equal time to the other project, and then the third project, and the fourth. That'd be something I would say because all these half-ass rush projects, I felt I had a missed opportunity. Overall, just try to give some equal love into all your projects or don't take on more than you can chew, essentially. If I had the chance to go back to film school, I think the biggest thing I would say is don't let your insecurities get to you. Being in your early 20s, you're young, you're dumb, you're trying to discover who you are. I think the biggest challenge for me was to just be myself in a way. I've talked about film bros on here. 
Film bros, again, are those guys that just know all the director references. They get how artsy it is. It's, you wouldn't understand if you didn't watch this film, because take a look at the cinematography reference. It's just, uh, you just have to watch these films. It's the cinematographers that have the fancy feast camera gear that make yours look kind of crappy. The reason is, I got insecure with them because they were peacocking it all the time. They were showing off their gear. They were showing off how pretty of a camera image they have. And I was looking at my gear and I was like, damn, this is some shitty equipment I have. I need to start opening up my credit card again or start spending my money wisely and differently. And of course, that shattered my confidence a little bit. What I kept seeing was, this looks like industry standard. Look how beautiful the image is because we're in film school. Of course, it focuses on the image. But what I felt was, if I was really insecure about why I'm not producing, then I should have looked at myself and say, change that. Do you want a fancy feast camera? Stop spending your money on stupid things and go buy yourself a fancy feast camera. You have a credit card. Use the credit card. Or save your coins. Stop going out on the weekends. And put some money towards a camera. Another thing was, too, it's like if you're questioning your skill as a cinematographer, then practice. Practice some shots. Try recreating a shot list you see on your favorite movie. I really should have got a better handle on my insecurity. I felt I should have practiced more and actually like, okay, you want to improve? Try doing something. And again, going back to that messiness, getting going back to the experimenting. Worst case scenario, it didn't work out. Then fine, try something different. And on top of that too, I did not go and rent out the gear that was available at school. Surprise, surprise, all the film students were able to rent out gear for a weekend or for a film project to make sure that they had the best quality available. And to me, I didn't want to rent out gear because I like to have my own. I don't know. I just personally don't like renting out gear because then you're responsible for it. And if nothing, if not everything comes back, then you're in trouble. So I didn't want to risk that. I really should have went and just practiced with the gear I had so I could come up with some beautiful images. So I can see the difference between what was what I had and what I should be investing into. And I think if I just took that time and really practiced instead of getting down on myself and getting all in my feelings, I probably would have gotten a better handle on my insecurities as a filmmaker. Yes, you had some learning stones. Yes, you had some quote-unquote failures. If If you can take that energy and apply it to practice and applying it to investing in yourself, then you'll see that growth and then you'll no longer feel those insecurities anymore. So if you're in school right now and you're seeing everybody, you know, using all their fancy gear, you don't exactly quite have the same gear, but you still want to grow, practice. Practice with the gear that's available at your school. If you can rent it out, do that or save your money. Don't let the insecurity get to you. See if your department has gear you can rent out or see if you have a film buddy who has an extra camera that you can borrow to do some film shoots. Just practice your shots. Practice creating the story. And hell, I know nowadays people are saying like, oh, let's go back to the vintage look. Let's go back to the early 2000s. Trust me, you can, if you have an old camera that's like quote unquote vintage or retro, use that to your advantage. But also if you have an iPhone, 
you can shoot almost everything and anything on it now. So it really doesn't matter the gear that you have. If you just apply practicing and just creating mini projects, mini short films, and you get that confidence, then I say proudly peacock and show off those creative feathers that you have. (laughs) With also discovering myself, you guys, I felt I should not have focused too much on the personality. Now, I don't mean close yourself off. Don't come off like a bitch, but like come off as someone who's like friendly, wants to work hard, wants to network, and wants to get a project done, right? I felt like I should not have tried to focus on the party girl aspect. I was pulling some Laganja Estranja moments. I was the class clown. I was someone who said inappropriate jokes. I was someone who did stupid things in between the film takes. There's actually a whole joke in my graduating class that we should just follow Juan around with a camera and a microphone because half the shit that comes out of his mouth is ridiculous. And it's true. And the whole reason why I was acting like a stupid Laganja Estranja, being the super gregarious, outgoing personality, was because of that insecurity. It was to really cover up the fact that not only am I trying to discover myself, but I don't feel confident in my artwork. I definitely came out with my film projects. I told my classmates that if you have me do something, I will do it. And I did. I always delivered the artwork. I just felt like sometimes the loud personality may have overshadowed my creativity. It may have overshadowed my script work or my shot list or my cinematography. So when I say get messy, don't be like me, the drunk loudmouth in class, but like But get messy with the artwork. I would tell myself is, yes, have some fun. Yes, make a few laughs. But if you're feeling insecure, don't try to put it towards the personality to hide it. Go practice it more. Again, it's just circling back to the whole learning environment. You're in a safe space, kiddo. You are fine. Have fun. Practice. Bring in those criticisms. Bring in all of that. It's remembering RuPaul's stick with itness. Give the loving to your craft. Give the attention it needs. Practice what you may not like to until you're happy with it. And then once you feel that confidence, your whole personality will change and come about. And I feel that I should have done that more. I really should have focused more on the craft instead of being on the loud personality. Because yes, I am fun. But I don't want people just to remember that I am just some personality. I'm actually someone who knows how to do things, who knows about filmmaking, who knows about sound, editing, cinematography, script writing. And I want that to come through instead of just being, oh, my God, girl, do you remember how drunk we got? Yep. (laughs) I'm a little bit more than that. I'll put it out there. If I had to go back and do it all over again, I would just have the fun with the creative mess. I would remember that I am in a safe space where I can learn to make those mistakes. I'm in a safe space to know that it doesn't always have to be 100% perfect. I'm in a safe space where I can practice my craft, hone in on my skills, not feel insecure when I see all these other peacocky film bros show off their gear. I can use the resources that are available to me. And I can also not have to be this super loud personality because I feel insecure about my artwork. That's what I would definitely do differently if I had the chance to go back to film school. 
And I encourage everybody that is in film school or even just right now, if you're doing something creative and fun, get messy with it. Experiment more. Experiment. If you're a painter, experiment with different textures. If you're a musician, experiment with different notes. Play things that are what you're not used to. And if you're a filmmaker, have some fun with a shot list. Have some fun with camera movement. Try something new you haven't experimented before. Play with the lighting. Play with the sound. Because you may come up with something that's really cool that helps enhance your craft and makes and defines you as a filmmaker. That's definitely something I would tell myself if I had to go back. Get messy, kiddo. Not with the wine. <laughs> oh my god. But can you believe, you guys, it is the season one finale of Being It Has Never? Ten episodes, y'all. Ten episodes I have shot, edited, and distributed for you guys. You know, I've actually had a little bit more fun than I anticipated. I really didn't think going down memory lane was going to be all that jazz. You know, like, oh, you know, that was fun. But no, it really was cool, you know, reflecting back on my early college days the choices I've made, the the insecurities I had, how am I going to apply it forward? It's actually been a really fun time reflecting. And that I miss that old raw power talent I had back in my early college years. Where'd she go? <laughs> Where did that raw energy go is my question. I probably know what happened to her, but we'll get more into that later in this podcast. But season two, y'all. As I'm getting everything ready, roughly I'm thinking season two will premiere on my birthday, which will be June 10th. So I think that will be my birthday present to myself and to you guys. The season two premiere. So look out for that. Enjoy the season one. Enjoy all of these. But get ready for season two, y'all. Because I think that's where I really am going to dive deep into the choices I've made, into learning more about myself and to see, you know, how being a has never has helped influence me navigate through this film career. I'm excited, y'all. This is going to be one really fun and crazy time. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me know all you other film folks. Would you go back to school? And would you change anything? Would you get messy? Would you let your insecurities get to you? Or would you do something about it? You could send me a tweet, a DM, a message on all your favorite social medias at Hey Juan Cruz and let me know what you would do differently if you went back to film school. And with that, you guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me this entire season. I am so excited. I cannot wait for season two premiering on June 10th. And with that, y'all, I hope your day is amazing. And I hope to catch you guys in season two. Take care, y'all. Bye. <laughs>